Hey guys, welcome back to the Swish Podcast. I'm Jake. I'm also Jake, and today it's such an honor for the Swish Podcast crew to welcome the former MLB All-Star and 20-game winner, John Lever, to the podcast. We can't thank you enough for joining us, and we can't wait to get started. So, John, how have you been doing during the quarantine? Been doing good. Been doing good. Um, it's been a little strange. You know, I've, I've, I have four kids, and two of them are in college, and two of them are, uh, you know, local schools here, and uh, and to have them home basically the last three months and, and summer just basically starting, it's it's kind of strange. But um, no, everything's been good down here. You know, for for everybody that doesn't know, I'm down in Mobile, Alabama, and and uh, you know we've 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 gone through some difficult times here and there. You know, we had a curfew there for about two or three weeks, and um, but I think <clears throat> things have slowly gotten better. Uh, hopefully, the same, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a little weird. So we just started our podcast, and now we're trying to get some athletes like you to help us get bigger and use all of our money we get to put into our GoFundMe charity for COVID-19 relief. Thanks so, thanks so much for joining us, John. We hope that you and your family are staying oh. safe, and let's start this interview. So we're going to start just with some right. regular baseball questions. Sounds good. So the first question is something you probably get a lot. What, one, when did you start get, playing baseball, and what drew you to baseball over any other sports you played? Uh, I started playing baseball probably at age four. Um, I was just, you know, drawn to it. I think like any kid, uh, you know, you see a bat and a ball and you get to throw and hit. And, um, I, I just fell in love with the sport. Uh, I, I tried out all different sports, uh, you know, basketball, soccer, uh, never played football. I was just never in, into the contact stuff, I guess, at that time. Um, uh, just trying to think of anything else. Uh, that I think that's pretty much about it. it was those three things: soccer, uh, a little bit. Um, but uh, I found out in a hurry that I think baseball was my first true love, and um, and I knew uh, that you know I, I could I, I felt like I could excel at it as the older I've, the older that I've gotten. Um, you know, you find out in a hurry in other sports. You know, if you're going to make it or not, if that makes sense. Uh, and for me, uh, I'm a very slow individual, so a lot of those sports you've got to be able to run. I'm, I'm not a runner, so I think that's why they stuck me on the mound. Um, but you know, it's uh, it's it's been great uh, you know, to be able to to make it as far as I did. Can't, can't believe it's been 12 years since I've been out of the game, but um, just fortunate and blessed to, to play as long as I did. So this one's kind of similar to the last question, but like when you were younger, was there, was there a team and player you really liked? A, a, a team or a player? Both. I'm, I'm sorry? Was it like a, a team and a player? Oh, a team and a player. Um, you know, I, I have an older brother. You know, he's five years older than me. And um, I, I kind of followed in his footsteps. You know, he was a big Dodgers fan, so I became a Dodgers fan. Um, you know, so I followed the Dodgers. Uh, a Steve Garvey uh, fan back in the 70s and 80s. Um, and then... <clears throat> I think I think I speak for all of us um, at the, at this age when we hit you know fourteen to sixteen years old. I think the majority of us become front. Runner. I became a front runner. I was a big Mets fan uh, back in '86. <laughs> I knew you'd like that. Uh, you know, uh, Dwight Good and Daryl Strawberry fan. Um, and then it was the Twins. You know, they were close to you know where I was growing up. Uh, they won a couple World Series that year. Uh, those a couple a couple times in about four or five years there, but. Um, 
you know, the amazing thing is, you know, I had all these teams, uh, Kansas City, Chicago, you know, St. Louis, you know, very close by, but I was just never, never drawn to those teams for some reason. I think it, it was just, the, I think the teams that were winning, um, and that's, that's what, uh, you know, kind of followed me in that direction. Okay, so for our next question, what made you choose South Alabama, South Alabama for college? Uh, what happened on, on this was, um, you know, I, I walked onto my junior college, was fortunate to play two years there. I sent out letters through all these other schools, and basically what I was getting back was just, you know, hey, we, we, we like what we see, we'd like you to walk on. I had a few scholarships. I had a scholarship to the University of Nebraska, you know, which is 45 minutes from where I grew up. Um, I was really wanting to expand, you know, get get out from where, from, you know, where I grew up in Council Bluffs, there, Omaha area. Uh, so I went to tryout camps, um, and one of them was with the Mets. And his the scout's name was Bill Yates, and and he he made the call down to the University of South Alabama. I had no idea about the University of South Alabama. You know, where it was located, what it was all about. Uh, the pitching coach came up, fell in love with the pitching coach. Uh, you know, just very, very good, uh, very nice, cordial, you know, so forth. Um, and I was sold on it. You know, I came, I flew down here for a recruiting trip, and I fell in love with the area. I've never been as far south as Missouri. And when I got all the way down to Mobile, Alabama, it was a whole new, you know, area for me. And fell in love with the, the school, the people, um, and the program. Program, uh, you know, winning traditions, uh, head coach Steve Kittrell, a lot of years. And, it, and for you guys, I, I don't know, uh, this is going to be a throwback. Eddie Stanky, who played back in, I think, in the you know, late 40s, 50s, and 60s, um, he's the one that started the program down here. So it was very, very old school baseball. Um, you know, they, they, did, they just didn't recruit guys and just let them go out there and just they, they taught you how to play the game right, very fundamental, and I was drawn to that. And that's what made me choose University of South Alabama. So the next question was, um, you put up great numbers at South Alabama, so you earned a few awards, including the Sunbelt Conference Player of the Year, a third-team All-America, and an All-Regional Award. And what was it like winning big awards like that? It was awesome. It, it really was, um, you know, <clears throat> because – the more I look back on it now, how special that was compared to, you know, the, the three years prior to that, I was, uh, you know, this close to walking away from the game, you know, um, had a couple, couple rough spells, uh, with, with the head coach. And luckily for my parents, you know, my mom, especially, she talked me into staying and just riding it out. Um, you know, things, things will get better. So, uh, when I look back and, and you know and those awards over the years, especially down there South Alabama, um, you know uh, I really give a lot of a lot of credit to my teammates on on everything because without your teammates, I don't care who you are; those awards aren't possible. I, I think ask anybody about that. So uh, you know, good guys that play behind you, guys that play hard, are the ones that make those awards possible. I believe. Okay, so our next question is, in, nine, in the year 1992, you're drafted in the second round by the Kansas City Royals, and this time you signed with them because the first time you got drafted a few years before with the, by the Cubs, you didn't sign. So that, what was it like knowing that you're finally going to be on an MLB team and achieving something like that, that great? Man, it, it, it was just, uh, 
it was mind boggling to be honest with you. I mean, here I am, you know, I, uh, you know, I was, I was never recruited out of high school, uh, never recruited, um, you know, after my, my junior college, basically, you know, so I had to work towards everything and, and to feel like I, I made it to that, uh, you know, that, that part of the draft, you know, becoming a second round pick, um, it's pretty phenomenal. You know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, like I said, I, I, I try not to, uh, to put a lot of the credit on me, but for a situation like that, it, it takes a lot of hard work and determination and for an individual to never give up. And that's one thing I, I, I really tried to focus on was never giving up, believing in myself and, uh, you know, leaving everything out there on the field. So it, it, it was awesome. I wish, uh, everybody had the chance, uh, to go through something like that. I really do. Yeah, you know what's also funny about that question? I think tonight is actually the second round. I'm not that sure, but I watched the first round last night. But, okay, next question. In your first year in professional baseball, you played with the Emeralds of the Northwest League, and in five stars with the Emeralds, you had a 3-0 record with 116 ERA, and you also appeared with the Baseball City Royals of the Florida State League. So what was different about your worth ethic in your first year in pro ball? What, uh, okay, re- repeat that. I'm sorry, repeat that. What, what like, was, uh, what was your, like, worth ethic? Like, like, did you train more? Than you- oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I, ba- I basically kept it the, kept it the same. Um, you know, it, it was, uh, you know, you get drafted and, you know, you miss a few weeks there because the season's been over and you go through the draft and you continually to train, but, um, you know, it's, as a starting pitcher now, you know, from college, you know, you're pitching maybe once a week or twice a week, if that makes sense, you know, because you're based on rotation, it seems like. Now now you get with a team that's got five starting pitchers and you're on rotation where you're pitching every fifth day. So it was sort of an adjustment, um, not not a whole lot. Um, and there's things, you know, you have bullpens, you go throw on a consistent basis in between starts. And, it, you know, basically no different, you know, a lot of running, um, you know, uh, the, the small weights or whatever to do, whatever you need to do. Uh, the nice thing about uh, pro, pro ball at that time, you know, you have a trainer on, on, on hand. Although although we did at South Alabama, but this is somebody that's, you know, we have a clubhouse. We didn't even have a clubhouse at the University of South Alabama. That's, that's how old I am. Um, so we had to change in the dorms and, and do all that stuff. But here, you know, we got a clubhouse, trainer on hand, you know, uh, you know, do your therapy or whatever you need to do. So there were some bonuses, but basically nothing different. Okay, so our next question is shorter. In 1993, you were traded to the Pirates. So what was it like just switching organizations that early in your career? It was, you know, looking back on it, it, it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. But at the time, it, it was uh, – idea it sucked. Um, you know, I was with the Royals. And the reason I say this is, you know, Kansas City is two and a half hours from where I grew up. Uh, you know, Double A was in Memphis. Triple um, A team was in Omaha, Nebraska, so which is right across the river. And, you know, and I, I'm with the Royals and I'm moving up the ladder. Um, I'm in Double I'm in A, so I'm, I'm, I'm banking on, you know, 90, 94 probably starting out at Triple A, which would be in Omaha, and to play in front of relatives and so forth. But, uh, when that trade happened, I had no idea, um, 
you know, how those things work out, you know, the, the business side of the game and, and how much it can make uh, a situation much better for, for the player that's getting traded. So that was the best thing that ever happened to me uh, was being traded to the Pirates because it gave me the opportunity, I, I believe, uh, to get to the big leagues a lot quicker than maybe if I was with Kansas City. Yeah, so def- so back in not- May of 1994, when you got called up by the Pirates to join their rotation, and in your first major league start, you pitched six innings and gave up one run. What was it like finally pitching on the big Awesome, awesome, awesome. It was, uh, that's probably the highlight of my career, to be honest with you. I don't care if I lost or, or what. Um, and the reason I say that is, you know, you work so hard, you know how close you're getting. Um, you know, it takes a lot of things for that situation to happen. And when it does happen and you go out there and you give it your best shot and, you know, I, I yeah, I thought I pitched pretty well. Um, I was probably a little overhyped. But, you know, and, and the things that stick out in my mind, guys, I don't know if you realize this, but, you know, when I got called up, made my debut, was on Mother's Day. And uh, probably the most hostile fans in America, in Philadelphia, there was 56,000 people in the stands um, on a Sunday afternoon. It's my mom and dad's anniversary. They're in the stands. Uh, uh, my wife, uh, I played down in Wilmington, Delaware, which is – what 30 minutes down the down the interstate from philly uh had all those fans and uh, the family i stayed with when i was coming up uh they were all there my brothers their wives um it was just a very very special moment something i'll never okay so our next question is in 17 starts with the pirates you posted a 373 era or 71 strikeouts so what was your key to success in your first league in the major leagues, not just like in minors? Wait, you broke up there on me. What was that again? So in, in 17 starts with the Pirates, you posted a 373 ERA with 71 strikeouts. So what was your key to success just there in your first league in the major leagues? Uh, the success there, I think just, um, you know, just believing in myself. Um, I think uh, being aggressive, not, not changing – you know, anything I did different uh, the, the previous three or four years from South Alabama to the minor leagues to to that first year in the big leagues uh, with the Pirates. So um, I think that helped me. Uh, I tried not to, you know, to fine tune anything or I was just I was just being me, you know, an aggressive pitcher. I'm coming after you. They don't know a whole lot about you and uh, let your defense play for you and hopefully good things will happen. So moving on, after several really good years with the Pirates, you were traded to the Cubs, which was your second time getting traded. So what was it like knowing you were getting traded again? Was it for the first time, or did it feel? No, it felt it felt great. It, it was a it, that was a an, another really good move. I think um, you know when I first came over uh, to the Pirates, I had no idea what what it was all about, and then you know you, you realize you're in a rebuilding organization. Uh, so they're going after younger players and, and man, we had, we had some rough years over there in Pittsburgh, um, years that'll, that'll wear on you as, as a player, because, you know, in this game, I think, uh, all of us, no matter what age level you're at, we all want to win. Okay. Unfortunately, you're going to lose though, too, some, sometimes. So, um, 
you know, it, it got to a situation. I, I, I think my record that year in 98 was eight and 14. Is that right? Um, you know, and I'm, I'm struggling. I, I don't think my mind is, you know, in a good place, you know, trying to be successful. And when that trade happened, it just, uh, man, it, it was just like a, a relief off my shoulders. You know, I felt like, okay, I can start, start fresh somewhere else. Uh, I'm going back to, uh, the Midwest where, you know, uh, where I'm familiar with, with the people, uh, I'm going back to an organization that drafted me the first time in 91, uh, opted to return for my senior year. So it was a chance just to kind of redeem myself in my career. And I, and I think the numbers speak for themselves. Okay. So one, we have two more is regular baseball questions left. And the, the 11th question is in 2001 with the Cubs, you were an all-star and you put up 20 wins. So what was it like being an all-star and knowing that you were one of the top pitchers in the entire national league from like your first season when you weren't as good? It was, it was great. It was great. It, it felt like, um, you know, I, I, I made that step, uh, or that, um, um, yeah, that step towards my peers of, Hey, you know what? He's deserving of it. You know, I felt like I was close in some other years, just didn't have the record to back it. Um, but I felt like that year, everything just kind of fell into place. And, you know, once again, I give a lot of my teammates, uh, the credit for making that happen because, uh, you know, they're, they're the ones that, that they got to play the defense behind you and, and make the plays. And, you know, and they did that that year. You know, they, they were unbelievable. And it was just it was just a great feeling. So then back in 2008, you retired for the, from the league after a 14-year career with the 131-124 record, a 420, a 4.2 walks in 2,300. 388 hits allowed. You also had the 23rd best strikeout to walk ratio among pitchers now. So, what was it like knowing you had a very successful MLB career? Um, it, you know, I guess I really just haven't thought about it a whole lot. Uh, you know, I'd like to think I was successful. Um, there, there's times though where I felt like I could have been a little bit better. You know, I wish I'd, I wish I'd have done things a little bit differently. You know, um, I think. Uh, the part of being successful is, is for as long as I played. You know, I'm I'm very I'm very happy about that. Very uh, fortunate to be able to play that long because there's a lot of guys that, that uh, aren't able to. You know, either you know they just they they, they can't go out there and, and perform the job like they used to, or they get hurt. Um, and to be able to say that I played 14 years and and to walk away on my own terms. Um, is yeah that's i guess that is pretty successful and pretty rewarding okay so now we have just five rapid fire questions like just not baseball and cubs or any team related and just let me quick so first one is what was your favorite place that you that you traveled to like in your career after after australia and i'm gonna say australia and england so um what is your favorite non-sports team now, and what is your favorite non-sports athlete, non-baseball athlete? Oh, not non-baseball non uh, sports, non-baseball athlete? Yeah. Uh, college football. And um, athlete. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't, I, don't, I, I don't follow anybody. I hate to say it. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm just a big, I'm a big college football guy though. I love college football. 
Okay, so our third out of our five last quick questions is, what's your next best sport outside baseball? Like when you're younger, like if you, you had to decide one sport to play instead of baseball, what would it be? Football. Yeah, I, I, I you know, I, I wish I had the chance to, to go back and play football. Um, you know, like I said, I, I, I feel like uh, I was I was the one kid that just, I was leery about contact and afraid to get hit. But I think now if I had the mentality back then, uh, like I do now, um, I'd be an animal. <laughs> this question is pretty baseball related, but what was your favorite pitch? Just um, strike the batter out, just get them out. Oh, my slider. My slider was uh, my favorite pitch. And, and the reason I say that is uh, I was able to locate that pitch on both sides of the plate. Um, it just wasn't in one area every time. You know, I, had, I could take a little bit off it. I could throw it as hard as I could. Um, but at the same time, it could be uh, your worst pitch because they can hit a long ways if you hang it. So. Yeah, two of her inter- two, out of the four people, two have said slider and two have said fastball, so it's kind of split. <laughs> and our that's it. So our last question is: just, What's your favorite thing to do once quarantine's all over? What's the first thing I'm gonna do? Yeah, what's your like favorite first thing that you want to do once it's all over? I'm gonna hang out in a restaurant for 24 hours. <laughs> whatever one's open 24 hours. I know there's a lot of them in New York open 24 hours. I'm just gonna. <laughs> Sit there and eat and drink and eat and drink and eat and drink. Like those diners, like those 24 hour diners that are there. There you go. That's exactly right. So, thanks so much again, John, for joining us. And to our listeners, please make sure to donate to our GoFundMe charity to help COVID 19 relief, which the link is in our bio on Instagram. And please comment and follow and drop a like on our podcast on Spotify and SoundCloud. Thanks a lot, John. Have a great day and stay safe. Jake and Jake. Thank you, guys. Hope to do it again soon. Thank you, guys. We hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Stay safe. Talk to you later. Thank you.